0: Hello, my friends, you're on the Insecurity Project with Jamin. Today, my guest is Joe Currell. Joe is a careers advisor and uh, reached out to me after being a listener of the podcast for some time and just said how much value he was getting out of it and that his journey uh, was one of overcoming insecurity and thought that it'd be he'd love a chance to share that. He'd love a chance to um, share the stuff he's learned along the way and be part of the conversation, be part of um, helping people realise there is a way to overcome this. So, look, Joe, it's a real a real privilege and a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for being willing to share your story and I'm excited to have you here.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Jamin. I'm Yeah, hopefully something I say is of use to someone out there and uh, I've gotten a lot out of your podcast and, and also people ringing up and, and willing to be interviewed and making themselves vulnerable and being honest. So, I'll do my best to
0: do that. Excellent. That's great. Well, I appreciate it. So as I do with all my guests, let's start at the start um, because, you know, the patterning is people imagine their problems are complicated and unique and they're always looking uh, to compare themselves with other people. So, um, you know, people often blame their past as a reason why they are where they are. And so I think it's so useful to hear stories of other people's past because, You know, it turns out, uh, it doesn't really matter where you start, you know, whether you have a, you know, your parents do perfectly or whether they do terribly, uh, everyone has some insecurity to overcome as part of their journey. So I'm always interested by people's backstory and uh, the specific challenges that came with being you and growing up in your house. So tell us a bit about what it was like being a kid in your family and, you know, how your parents went uh you know establishing self-esteem and helping you think about who you were as a person
1: um so parents have always been separated as far as i can remember um so i I had quite a good upbringing i'm very blessed to have learned a lot of really good lessons from both parents um my dad has always instilled a really strong sense of confidence um I've always felt as though I could try any sport or any hobby or whatever or pursue a career and whatever I wanted to do. And um, yeah, both of my parents would, would, would support me in that. But um, yeah, that being said, certainly, as, as you said before, we all have insecurities and we all have weaknesses. Mm. Um, those weaknesses are no more evident than being a parent, I think. So um, my father, always has been, as far as I can remember, and still is bipolar. Uh-huh. Um, so he has always struggled with insecurity and and recognising and dealing with emotions. So growing up, um, yeah, I, I guess he was my, my main example of how to deal with emotions and, and deal with insecurity. And there was a one of the things I love about my dad is he, he says what he thinks and he's very honest, but it's also a, a big weakness of his and, um, yeah, there was always a lot of confrontation between him and other people and, and I was just, myself and my two older brothers, that's just what we saw. We saw a lot of confrontation. We, you know, we saw this adult, our father arguing people with, with people quite often and, mm. and, and taking other people's opinions on board. So that, that led myself, I won't speak on behalf of my brothers but, Growing up, thinking that's the norm. It's you take other people's opinion on board. You don't take any nonsense off for of anyone, and you stand up yourself. And yeah, it you know it's um it didn't always work out as a as a young adult. I, I started to learn very quickly that it's not a sustainable way to be to take other people's opinions on board all the time and, and act off emotions. And
0: mm. um,
1: so basically, yeah.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Very interesting. So, tell us a bit about you know your journey becoming your own person, leaving home into the workforce, into relationships, uh, and when you kind of realised that there were some limiting beliefs that had an impact on who you were as a person and how you were functioning.
1: Yeah. So, a few years ago, I was sort of looking back at you know, a, a few years ago. I'd probably hit rock bottom, 2016, 2017. Um, and I'd often compare myself to who I was several years prior. You know, this confident um, teenager, and had I like, Still do. You know, very sociable, and yeah, as all teen- teenagers are, well, a lot of them they think they know everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember just seeing, like, just feeling that. Yeah, started to feel insecurity for the first time. Start to creep in, um, probably in my early twenties, um, and I hadn't really experienced that before. I grew up in a small country town, and I was never really challenged too much in my way of thinking, or, or whatnot. So, yeah, I'd say probably actually my mid twenties insecurity really started to, to creep into my life.
0: Okay, and how did uh, it play out? How did how did you, you know, tell us about that experience?
1: Um, so, two thousand and oh gosh, two thousand
0: sixteen
1: um, is when I guess it really played out. Um, I found out my wife was having an affair um, and we separated and we we're having our first child and, um, yeah, and that's, that's when things really started to head south in terms of, you know, insecurity and depression and anxiety and, and things like that. So
0: so um, you took that all pretty personally then, no doubt.
1: Yeah, it was the start of the trough um, for sure. Um, yeah, towards the end of 2016, I was in my mid mid twenties, and that's when things really, really plummeted, um, and I really started to experience. Looking back on it now, what I identify as insecurity, and yeah, and at the time, a lot of depression, and yeah.
0: Were you aware of the backstory that was being played in your mind about the meaning you were giving to that experience?
1: Not at all. No, no. I was just acting on emotions and um yeah i'd I'd experience an emotion I'd experience depression and I'd just like grapple with it and i'd just be it'd just be a downward spiral every day Jane, and I'd wake up um this year for a long i'd say for probably a good or the worst of it was probably a good six months um yeah, i'd wow. wake up you know i'd try and do my I try i I've always been good at looking after myself somewhat so I've always been good at exercising and um but what I'm saying is for someone that's been good at at, at at looking after themselves, depression and insecurity really uh, got a hold of me for for quite a while, and um, and I couldn't make sense of it. So yeah, I, I didn't know what those really bad emotions were, and what mm. really high levels of insecurity were. I didn't know how to deal with them. I didn't I didn't know that feeling, and I just thought you just need to deal with it and get on board with it, and you know. That's how people's lives, I think, are controlled by insecurity. It's just like this feeling. It's comparing themselves against others, and I've, I've been there and done it, um, and they think it's a norm, and it's not. You know, just getting washing machine by insecurity all the time, and, yeah, it doesn't have to be that way.
0: No, it doesn't, and I think that's obviously the big part of this project is, is giving people tools, frameworks, and ideas to navigate that and realise, sure, it, it's going to happen at some point, but there's a way to process it um, and the more I think about it, the more I think that insecurity is probably a wonderful opportunity. Like it's it's going to happen. It's it's a natural part of becoming an adult because we need to know that we matter. Typically, we find all kinds of things outside of us to prove that we matter. But when they're taken from us, then we're like, hang on a minute, but who am I without that? And uh, What does that mean about me? And it opens up this can yeah. of worms. And so it's going to happen at some point. Um, to know how to de- how to deal with that is the essential part of this process. So uh, yeah, so so tell us uh, what happened next, and you know what was involved in you doing the work around um, navigating that and, and processing that emotion and the the stuff that was going on in your head and heart as a result of that affair.
1: Um, well, I sort of. I was starting fresh really like a, you know in a way i had a blank canvas you know my wife and i ended up separating for a good a good year um best part of a year and we're back together now and things are things are great but yeah so i sort of handed that card and uh, for one of the better phrase handed that card and yeah i just a lot of my identity was, you know, a married young man and, you know, starting a young family and then all of a sudden, like I was looking forward to starting a young family and being a young dad and all this sort of stuff and then poof, overnight it's gone. Um, so I had this blank canvas of trying to rebuild myself and I had so many other people's opinions telling me what to do, you know, do what makes you happy and know you need to knuckle down and be responsible and rebuild the relationship and know you should lead the relationship and all this sort of stuff and... What was scary about all of that is I didn't have the confidence or belief in myself to really make my own decisions. And um, I did, but it took a long time. So, yeah, just starting, starting out on your own and, and yeah, that's, that's when I think when you hit rock bottom, you really start to, yeah, you have to, you have to rely on your own skills and your own knowledge. And for most people, that's scary, it's a scary thing.
0: Yeah, so uh, what was the gift in that experience for you?
1: Uh, I now have a reference point, I think. So I now have a reference point of, you know, what life can look like, you know, what depression can be, how far insecurity can take you in life, like down, I mean. And and I now see the value of um, reading books that, that better yourself and, Listening to podcasts and reaching out and networking with people and um, seeing yourself as not the not just this individual who acts on his emotions and is vulnerable, but we're all vulnerable. But one of the yeah one of the best benefits is, as I said, that reference point and being able to make my own decisions. Um, mm. Like I said, I've I've hit rock bottom. It was the worst time in my life um, by far and yeah i'm a lot stronger i I know i've gotten through it i'm a lot more confident in my own ability and my own emotional agility and all that sort of thing so
0: yeah Yeah, great uh so you mentioned books what what books did you find useful in the process
1: um jordan peterson 12 rules for life amazing for sure
0: what stuck out to you the most in that book
1: tough question um chapter one stand up straight with your shoulders back so jordan for those that aren't familiar uh that that chapter is all about in it's all about taking responsibility for your own life and and realizing that you actually can take responsibility and what that actually means it's like you can make choices and um live out those choices and and start small and, and fix little things in your life, you know, fix, fix little things you do every day, your routine and exercise and diet and things you say. And, and, you know, you start to look after yourself and, you know, you start to develop all these little skills and fix all little problems in front of you that you can. And then, yeah, you can start to, as the chapter says, stand up straight with your shoulders back and Mm. start to voluntarily take on challenges. And, and, and the insecurities that you have with yourself, it's take them on. You know, often I think anxiety and insecurity. It's um, we need to give our insecurities a voice. Um, we need to understand our insecurities and, and really analyse ourselves. Well, why are we insecure? At, mm. uh, you know, at a, a dinner party, or or when someone says they don't like the way we dress. You know, it's not just getting on board with those emotions and spiralling. Out of control. It's it's really standing up straight with your shoulders back and, and giving that insecurity a voice. It's like, well, maybe maybe you need to develop a part of your personality, or uh, maybe you're not skilled in social situations. Or yeah, I love it. It's fantastic. It's being proactive, and then it's also um, you know, when you start to fix things yourself, you start to realise that you can fix things, and that, that's how you become stronger. I think so. Yeah. Oh.
0: 100%. Have you heard me bang on about uh, Nathaniel Brandon's The Psychology of Self-Esteem at all? Yes, yes. Well, that's that's the process. When you face up, start small, you teach yourself, you've got what it takes. So you're right. It just becomes a success reference point. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, any other books or resources that were useful to you in in helping you uh, do that personal development work?
1: Um. Yeah, a lot of a lot of podcasts. Obviously, this podcast has been fantastic. I love the Ten Minute Tuesdays and um, just really focusing on, you know, might be understanding self sabotage, for example. Oh, I think that was that's one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. You know, just, <laughs> just being able to. You know, I'm a massive fan of podcasts, hence I'm on this one speaking to you. But when um when someone's down in the dumps um and people come in and try and help them um, and i like your you know you make reference to ask someone doesn't care about you so we have all these people around us who care about us and in my example it's like you should rebuild your relationship now and you should walk away and you should do what makes you happy you should build yeah. your self-esteem um i can't repeat some of the things that some of my friends said i should do travel around the world and just whatever but yeah you know, people care about us but one of the awesome things about we can, we can pick up our phone and and listen to podcasts and watch. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there. So exercise oh, yes. your own judgment, but there's so much to learn. And, and that's what I'd That's one thing I'd say to people that are really struggling with insecurity and, and depression or they're in a part of the you know, part of their life that, that sucks and they want to get out of it. Just give it a bit of time and, and seek out. There's so much stuff out there that's really, really cool, and there are a lot of people who've gone through a lot of things um, that you can just learn so much from. So, in some ways, you know, acknowledge that people are in your directly in your direct life are trying to help you, but at the same time, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff you can you can learn.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you got to be ready though, which is the interesting thing, because obviously there's no lack of resources or conversations to be had. So what made you ready, do you think, to reach out and, you know, take yourself by the scruff of the neck and or go into a room full of mirrors and have a good hard look at yourself like Ryan HG would say? Like what what created readiness for you, do you think?
1: Um, getting rid of the concept of, well, not getting on board with the concept of self-esteem. Um, I spent probably a good 18 months you know, listing the friends and listening to myself. It's like do what makes you happy and uh, it just doesn't lead anywhere. I was just sort of like chasing my tail and, I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of just of the whole concept of self-esteem and just, yeah, doing what makes you happy. I had a lot of, you know, did a lot of stupid stuff throughout that time and, you know, we think it's it's good for us and, and it was kind of a case of just enough's enough. I was listening on on the radio one time and it was when I first heard Jordan Peterson, it would have been 2018, when I first heard Jordan Peterson was being interviewed on ABC radio and he was just talking about, you know, the concept of step up and take some responsibility. You know, and everyone knows that, but that's what I needed to hear. So it was a bit of a smack in the face and step up and take responsibility in your life and it's back to that chapter one of his book 12 rules for life stand up straight with your shoulders back and the cool thing about that is you can choose what area of your life you take responsibility in um you know i had a wife and a and a baby it's like what am i doing being selfish and whinging and complaining and being self-destructive and things like that. It's like I've got, got so much potential in front of me here that I can step up and take responsibility for and, and you know build my own skills and yeah justify my existence. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well uh, you know blame and excuse feel so fun and give so much energy. But at some point you kind of realize they don't get you anywhere. They don't make give you any progress. They leave you powerless. Um, you know, so to realize, okay, responsibility is much harder, but all change comes through responsibility. So you're right. Okay, let's go. It's an it's amazing realization and a very powerful one. Mm. Yeah, um could. I mean, it's it's so cool talking to you because, uh, you know, I've, as a generalisation, men are not great at, about talking about their feelings or processing their feelings in a really healthy way. You gave the example of your dad, you know, modelling maybe an unhealthy way of processing emotion that you had to decide wasn't going to be the way you move forward. Uh, so what would you say to, to men in general that would... Um, Yeah, what would you say to men who have got a bunch of stuff going on for them at the moment and they're not talking to anyone about it?
1: Um, Yeah, great question. It's, you know, I heard a really cool concept of, um, you know, we're, we're here because of my mum and dad made me and then, You know, my grandparents made them and and so on and so forth, all the way down the family tree. So we consist of DNA from several, several, several generations. And there's all these skills. And basically what it means is so there's a concept of you need to rescue your father from the belly of the whale. I think it's Pinocchio, the story of Pinocchio I heard once. Mm. Um, That basically means that we consist of so much potential. You know, we consist of all these skills. We consist of so much potential for resilience and strength and creativity and... Um, kindness and all these traits that are within side of us and a lot of the time that's that's sort of covered up by our, in men I mean in, just with this idea that this image that we have of ourself and the, what we think we, we're good at and what we think we should do it's like oh, I'm not going to go to counselling because I have this idea preconceived idea about counselling or um, I'm not good at X, Y, or Z because I've never done it before. And, you know, open your eyes. It's like we consist of so much genetic potential and it's, it's something you can surrender to and just sort of fall back on and see what you're good at. So if, you, if, you view, if you're if a man and you're struggling with depression or anxiety, it's, um, yeah, we have so much genetic potential and fall back on that, you know. So if it's counselling, you need to see a psychologist or, or whatever it is. You might have so many skills and traits. You, you might have the potential to be one of the best fathers out there. You have so much potential to be a great father. You have so much potential to be fantastic at work and you have so much potential to be a great friend. and um, Step up and, and really seek out ways you can reveal yourself to yourself. Um, hmm. yeah, and it's so cool because you start to learn that you can grow and you can develop and I think that's how, well, definitely that's how i clawed out of um sort of the hole i was in so
0: it's so cool because it's almost like uh, we're afraid of weakness but you know what about the strength you're ignoring you know mm. you're afraid if you go looking you'll find what you're not good at but what if you go looking and find what you are good at instead and discover a whole mountain of as you said potential genetic potential that you get to stand on the far stand on the shoulders of your father and your father's father and his father and um yeah. you know the collective consciousness of the planet has been increasing every generation um you know so we have so much to rely on and surrender to and um
1: yeah and it's not just a case yeah and I'd, I'd like to add to what i said it's not just the case that we have all this potential and just go out and find it and you do that through challenges and. I mean, you do it. You you take on challenges and you accept um, responsibility and you grow from that. But it's for people listening out there. It's like, well, that all sounds good, but how do you get there? And I, for me, one of the biggest barriers is um, doubting ourselves and really getting on board with that voice in our head. You know, the the insecurity. It's um, you know, if you if someone chips you about something or. Um, doesn't agree with you or doesn't like you, whatever it is. It's like we all we all have, we all experience that that voice in our head of saying you're not good enough and don't go. If you take on this responsibility in your family or at work, it's like you know you'll probably fail and we start to second guess ourselves. Mm. Um, you know, so it's all well and good to say take on responsibility and seek out challenges, but first it's like we really need to um, focus on not yeah, no more. It's like no more living life, um, you know, governed by that level of insecurity and that little voice in our our head that's always second guessing, always doubting us. It's um, one of the best things I deal with every day. It's, I'm not on this podcast saying I've overcome insecurity and depression and things like that. We all have our our moments, but tell you what, it's so much better than um, acting on your emotions and being overwhelmed your own feelings
0: and yeah yeah it's beautiful and what you're describing is very much practice three which is to stack the pain you know involves really accurate cost assessment and when you really sum it up and just go hang on a minute enough is enough you, you create this threshold moment in your life where you're like yeah great there's some cost involved in change but it's nothing like the cost of staying here any longer so whatever's involved giddy up let's go and and in those moments those threshold moments that is where that is where deep change takes place. Um, so, yeah, I really appreciate you sharing your personal example of that. Um, okay, so are there any any final thoughts uh, summing up? You've, you've shared a lot. Uh, we've covered some some cool ideas. Anything else you think's missing from the conversation to uh, to sum it up?
1: Oh, not as yet. Um, I could bang on about this sort of stuff for quite a while. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to stop it somewhere.
0: great i appreciate that uh you know we started this conversation by talking about not adding to the noise so let's not add to any more noise uh short and sweet i I really appreciate your time and your sharing and and your vulnerability to share a very personal story and uh, i think that is a real gift that you've given the world by going hey listen this is what i went through uh, and here's where i am today so you're going to be okay Um, step up take responsibility head up shoulders back and uh, get on with the work of reviewing who you are and finding out uh, what's inside you. So, Joe, thank you for your time and appreciate your sharing.
1: Thanks very much for having me, Jamin.